All right, Anthony on Air Podcast back for another episode. On this show, we are recapping day 11 of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. The defense's case begins. We're covering every single thing that happened in the courtroom today, including the request denied by Judge Allison Nathan, uh, made by the Ghislaine Maxwell defense team. We're also going to be talking about the shocking testimony from Kimberly Espinoza. We'll explain who she is. And the memory expert also testified in court today. Elizabeth Loftus was on the stand, so we'll cover all of her testimony. Of course, our podcast is entirely made possible by our good pals over at Jumpstart Coffee Company. Link in the description below. Order your Jumpstart Coffee Company right now. Save 15% with the promo code AOA15. More on our Jumpstart Coffee Company pals in a second. Let's start with the, uh, the denial of the request. By Glenn Maxwell's defense team. Uh, if you remember, this is uh, one of the topics that we covered while we had a uh, few days off from trial earlier in the week. Again, you can see all of our episodes on YouTube, Facebook, and now you could even watch on Spotify if you like to watch the podcast. And if you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or TuneIn or Stitcher or wherever you listen to, uh, go back a couple of episodes. We covered this request from the Ghislaine Maxwell defense team uh, where they wanted the witnesses for the defense to be able to testify anonymously. I said I had never seen anything like this. I checked with some legal experts. The only thing that they could come up with is if there was a uh, terrorist trial and uh, like a CIA agent was asked to testify, uh, they would allow that person to testify anonymously, of course, to protect their identity but outside of that people that want to you know testify and be a witness on behalf of a, an alleged uh, sex trafficker um nobody's ever asked them to uh, testify anonymously before so uh judge allison nathan denied this of course that's what we fully expected although it is 2021 and sometimes you know logic doesn't always play out but in this particular case logic won out uh, which was nice. Uh, Judge Nathan wrote an opinion and filed it Thursday morning. She said there is a distinction between a government's witness uh, and a defense witness. There's uh, something different in protecting alleged victims of abuse. You want to protect their identity. Uh, she said those uh, sort of protections just do not apply uh, for defense witnesses. None of the defense witnesses, she said, and I quote, intend to testify to sensitive personal topics or sexual conduct. I mean, it is a, it, they've got some gall to make this request, you know, like, uh, you know, we have some people that want to test them because you know, they're going to testify to the fact that, uh, you know, Ghislaine's a great person. It was always great to them, but they're too embarrassed to have their name publicly associated with her. Judge Allison Nathan had every right to deny this. This was a ludicrous request. But I will say it's another interesting play from the defense team, Bobby Sternheim. Most specifically, she was the one that came out of her office where she said, you know, if you don't do it, they may not testify. And that, of course, is going to impact her ability, Ghislaine's ability to defend herself. So they're always kind of working this angle of it's so unfair for my client, right? Pre-trial, this is all we heard. The conditions are unfair. She's crawling into the van to get to the uh, courtroom because she's shackled. Uh, you know, flashlights in her eyes. The food's terrible. She had gray hair. She looked awful. 
That's all we heard pre-trial. Then the first day the jury was in court, she had her hair dyed. She was dressed really nice. You know, I mean, it's just like obvious e tricks, you know, you know, tricks of the trade for a defense team. Um, but uh, they're doing their best. That's their job, I guess. You know, you hate to see it on uh, on a human level, but it's their job, I guess. And uh, Judge Allison Nathan didn't go for it this morning. Uh, we don't know who these people are. Um, I think it was supposedly three people who wanted to testify anonymously. We don't know if they will uh, still testify. Um, I guess, you know, we'll find out in due time. Who knows if there even are these people? You know what I mean? Like, who knows if these people even really exist? How do we know? What if this was just a ploy by the defense to be like, let's throw this out there and see what they say? You know, and uh, if if they grant it, which is a long shot, they could just pick three witnesses they had planned anyway. And if they don't, at least they get to say, uh, it's not fair. Ghislaine can't really defend herself adequately if she's not allowed to call all her defense witnesses. So who knows what the truth is, really? Um, but uh, it was denied, and rightfully so, by um, Judge Allison Nathan. Kimberly Espinoza. Shock. I mean, I'm shocked by this testimony. Shocked. I'm going to share it all with you here. Let me take a moment to tell you about Jumpstart Coffee Company, proud sponsors of this podcast. 50% of their profits go to the Navy SEAL Foundation. That's why we say great coffee, great cause. Coffee that supports the Navy SEAL Foundation are veterans and their families. So when you purchase this uh, coffee, you're supporting our podcast. You're supporting the Navy SEALs, our veterans, their families. Uh, and you're supporting a great company that really makes a great, great product. We've been sharing the reviews coming in from you all on the last few episodes. We haven't even had a mediocre review, let alone a bad one. Every one of them has been great. Every one of them has been through the roof. If this was kind of okay coffee, you would still feel good about buying it because of all the Navy Steel stuff, the Navy Seal stuff. But the fact that it's amazing coffee makes it all the better. Makes great gifts, wonderful for secret Santas. With the promo code AOA15, you save 15% on your order. So you can get a bag or two, give it to somebody for Secret Santa, tell them about the Navy SEAL thing. It's going to be a little bit of icing on top of that Christmas cake right there. Uh, still a little bit of time to get it for the holidays, so order quickly. And, of course, if you spend over $50, uh, Chris and the whole crew at Jumpstart Coffee Company, they're going to pick up the tab on shipping. So uh, keep that in mind. Use the promo code AOA15, AOA15. AOA15, link in the description of this episode, whether you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, and now Spotify, which you could watch on, or if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, whatever, link is in this description. Click that link, put the promo code in, and order yourself some great coffee. Uh, I love all their uh, blends, espresso blend, dark roast blend. Traditionally, I'm a really dark, bitter uh, kind of a coffee guy. But their meat and roast is unbelievably good. I didn't think I it was against my ego. I didn't want to go down to medium roast. I'm a hard nose, dark roast kind of a dude. But I got to give it up for that medium roast. It is truly unbelievable. Order today. Once again, link in the description below. Uh, you know, I knew the defense was going to call people that were going to be on Ghislaine Maxwell's side, obviously. But after reading some of Kimberly's testimony, 
And after all of the things that we've read, seen, heard from victims, heard from, you know, other members of Epstein's workforce like Juan Alessi, I'm shocked at Kimberly Espinoza's testimony. Now, Kimberly was the executive assistant to Ghislaine Maxwell. She worked for Ghislaine Maxwell from 1996 until 2002. Uh, first witness called by the defense. She described Ms. Maxwell as Mr. Epstein's estate manager. She could not say how important Maxwell was to Epstein. Uh, she did say about Ms. Maxwell, although she was demanding, she was fair. She said, and I quote, I highly respected Ghislaine. I looked up to her very much. Now, I mean, we've just begun. There's more here. But I am shocked. Shocked that somebody could say, I, I looked up to her very much. Even if you did at the time, let's play, let's play a good old game called, you know, let's keep our head in the sand and pretend like for a second, none of these things really happened that are alleged in this case. Even if you did look up to this woman at one point in time, which is understandable because when you get hired for a new job, everything is glorious. You know, these people just chose you. They're paying you money. You know, hopefully it's good money. You're excited for a new venture. Even in that honeymoon period, if you did look up to your boss and your boss was Ghislaine Maxwell, would you admit it today? You're not supposed to lie on the stand. You're really not. I'm not advocating that. But you don't, you don't have to be like, oh, I looked up to her. I mean, it just seems crazy to me. It just seems crazy to me. I don't know if I could take the stand with my name being mentioned and being public and go, yeah, you know that one that uh, like 200 people alleged, uh, you know, the most horrific things possible happened to them. I looked up to her. Well, I mean, it's just, it's insane. I mean, it's crazy. Crazy. Um... Among the witnesses prosecutors presented were four women. We know this. Uh, one expert uh, witness test. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, during her time, Miss Espinoza offered her thoughts on Mr. Epstein. Also on one of the aforementioned witnesses, Jane. She was the first witness for the prosecution. Miss Espinoza said that Mr. Epstein was known to pay for the education of employees' children saying, quote, he was a giver, he was generous. She said that she remembered that Mr. Epstein had distributed tickets to The Lion King on Broadway to almost all of the employees who wanted to go. Jane and her family members stayed in one of several apartments owned by Mr. Epstein, which were commonly used by his friends, Miss Espinoza explained today on the stand. She added that Mr. Epstein employees thought of Jane as his goddaughter. Her exact quote, I thought it was a loving relationship. Miss Espinosa testified that she had never seen Miss Maxwell or Mr. Epstein engage in inappropriate activity with underage girls. A few minutes later, a prosecutor, Laura Pomerantz, briefly cross-examined Miss Espinosa, um, which is maybe the the saving grace of this, you know, whole ordeal. Uh, Laura Pomerantz got her up on the stands and said. Um, had you ever visited the Palm Beach, West Palm Beach home 
of Mr. Epstein, where most of the abuse uh, is that is being cited took place, and she said no. So, uh, you know, the fact that uh, somebody far off could have missed all of this, okay, kind of possible. But as I'm, like, reading the transcript of the testimony, and I'm going through everything, and I'm like, how on earth could you possibly miss all this? And the answer to that is, is she wasn't ever in the uh, Palm Beach uh, residence. So uh, we'll see. Um, it's also worth noting the defense still hasn't let everybody know how many witnesses they're exactly calling and in what order they are calling them in. Um, they're revealing very little. Um on what they plan to do here, but uh, they did say that their case would likely last no longer than four days. Again, shocking, because we, we had a thing where we thought we were in for six weeks, four of which was the prosecution's case, and they ended theirs in two. And then we were assuming two weeks for the defense, and then when they came out and announced, oh, we're gonna have 11 more witnesses, then the prosecution, we thought, well, okay, maybe we are going to be on for a six-week till here. But in the other way, two weeks for the prosecution, four weeks for the defense, they don't see their case going another four days or, or longer than four more days. Odds are it's probably going to go a little bit longer than that. Um, you know, And, of course, then we're going to get into jury deliberations and see how long that all takes. Um, but um, they said it wouldn't last longer than four days. Uh, during the back and forth between defense lawyers and prosecutors in front of the judge this morning, before the jurors entered the courtroom, Ms. Maxwell's lawyers previewed part of their case. They said they would call Elizabeth Loftus, who we'll get to. Um, she's the memory person there. Um, during that trial, um, she had testified also during Harvey Weinstein's trial. During that trial, she uh, utilized uh, factors of stress and alcohol and drugs and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. Uh, during an opening statement, uh, defense lawyer also told jurors that they would learn that not only have memories faded, they have been contaminated by outside information, constant media reports, and other influences. So we'll get uh, we'll get uh, right into Elizabeth Loftus's um, testimony. Um, but I'm surprised by the length of time, and I'm really, really surprised by. Um, Kimberly's uh, testimony. Wait, one more thing. By the way, I'm not misspelling Kimberly on the screen there. She does spell her name with a C and not a K. Um, it is true that Espinosa didn't see anything. And again, this doesn't guarantee anything, but you you form your own opinion here. She was she never saw them do anything inappropriate. Um, she never went down to West Palm Beach. They asked her if she ever booked massages for Miss Maxwell. She said yes. She said they were professional massages. They asked her if she booked the same for Jeffrey Epstein. She again answered yes. So she did book massages for them, but she says nothing. She never witnessed anything inappropriate. I'm not calling Kimberly a liar. Uh, I'm even if we're gonna give Kimberly the benefit of the doubt and assume that she's telling the truth on the stand. 
I mean, the odds that there was a person that could work with these people for six years, be booking massages for them, and and not kind of get a bad feeling on anything, I kind of find hard to believe. I just find it a little hard to believe. Again, maybe they were sticking their head in the sand. Maybe they just chose to ignore certain things. Maybe the money was so good. Maybe they didn't have to do much, and she was up in New York and wherever, and, you know, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Is it possible that that nothing could have happened that this woman had seen? I guess. I guess. I just find it highly unlikely. Um, especially the fact that she saw them with Jane and then her describing that relationship as a loving relationship also really weirds me out. I mean, really, really weirds me out. Look, I'm not saying there's not wonderful people in this world. And, you know, I'm sure there's wealthy people in this world that take young, unfortunate people, you know, uh, people who have don't have the means and give them money and scholarships. And, you know, I know that happens and there's wonderful things that take place. Um, I just don't I, I don't know. I never I, I have a hard I have a really hard time. Picturing of 35, 40, 45 year old person being friendly with a 16 year old girl. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I just have a hard time with it. You know, I mean, I, I'm not 40 just yet, but I am, I, I literally know no 15 year old girl. I mean, none. I mean, absolutely none. I mean, if I had to, like, if I had to press for it, okay, Frank's niece. Uh, his brother's daughter, I, I know her, we're not hanging out. I, that's inappropriate. You know, I mean, not, you know, it's, you know, it, it just, it's, it just doesn't, ha you know, my niece is, I don't even know how old, 12 or whatever. And, you know, outside of like to be with a, for a person my age to be with a pro total stranger and have a relationship there is just bizarre. And if I was in a position where I could help somebody like that, I would never think about hanging around with them without having their parent there or a guardian. You know what I mean? I mean, what the hell would you even talk about? I mean, in my line of work, I have the pleasure of working with, you know, 20 year olds and I can't stand being around those people. I mean, it's really annoying. The kind of shit that they talk about. Oh, my God. And then you say things like, you know, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you you know, the, they ever hear the Dave Matthews Band? And they go, no. And you're like, what? Who are you? Where have you come from? Why don't you know anything? You know what I mean? I just, it's odd. It's odd to have a relationship like that. And I think it's odd, and this is my point, if I could bring it all home, odd to look at a relationship like that and go, well, that's a loving relationship. Again, I'm sure there's wealthy people, middle-aged, that help, you know, 17, 18-year-old girls. I just wouldn't think that they would be in a position where they were like, oh, come to the play with me or come to the movies with me. You know, but then again, that's 
that's kind of what Ghislaine's role was, right? It was always kind of like, well, Ghislaine's there, right? I mean, so, you know, again, it's just all, it's all very strange. I, you know, and if you're asking me, Anne, are you saying that you would look poorly on anybody who is middle-aged, who is palling around with a 17-year-old? And my answer would be yes. I would, no matter who it was, no matter who it was, even if it was Dave Matthews himself, okay, who I worship, I would still look at that as, as odd. I mean, it's my whole issue with Michael Jackson, you know, and people criticize me for being critical of Michael Jackson. I'm sorry. I know he was a wealthy and talented human being, and I know he was, you know, wanted to share the love and, you know, give kids, a, you know, an opportunity and go on the rides at Neverland Ranch. I think it's inappropriate behavior. I think it's weird. And I'm not surprised that people have accused him of things. And I've seen the documentaries of people talk about their experiences, and I believe them. Because I don't think a grown man, no matter who the hell you are, should be carrying on those relationships. I just don't. I just don't. I don't think it's appropriate, you know, all around. Uh, hey, that's just me. So again, kind of shocking some angles of uh, Kimberly's testimony here today, especially now that we know that she, uh, you know, booked him massages as well. Um, there was a couple other things. I don't know how much we really need to get into it. Um, Espinosa said that she saw Jane on a soap opera. She said that Jane sent her signed headshots. Um, Maxwell's lawyers gave her the headshots and, um, you know, to identify them. And she said, yeah, these are, these are real. These are the ones they are authentic. And she said, how do you recognize them? And she goes, cause they're mine. Um, so that was another kind of exchange that they had. Um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, headshots were signed. Dearest Kimberly, thank you for always being so sweet and such a great help. Take care, Jane. I don't know how that makes you feel about that. Um, they also asked her about her thoughts on the relationship and interactions between Maxwell and Epstein. And she said that she thought they were a couple, uh, just, uh, based off their interaction together, they were a little flirty. She said, uh, asked if the rela their relationship changed. Espinosa said Maxwell started dating other men at one point. She said, quote, they would not, uh, they would not show up at the office around the same time, leave together, things like that. Uh, they asked about Maxwell's relationship with Ted Wyatt, the billionaire co-founder of Gateway. Then they took a break. Um, and that was morning recess. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let's go into, uh, there's a couple other things, but we might, I'm going to probably save that in. Just kind of some bigger backgroundy things going on with some of the other co-conspirators, if you will. Uh, we'll save that for another day, for a bigger recappy day uh, when we have a bit more time. Let's get into Elizabeth Loftus and her testimony again. This is the, you know, quote unquote, memory expert. She's the one who's testified in a ton of trials. Um, Elizabeth Loftus, we knew about her uh, ahead of time. <clears throat> excuse me, 
and uh, we knew that she would be testifying. And that's kind of when we started to realize, like, oh, okay, this is this is going to be the case of Ghislaine Maxwell's defense. Like, this is the approach that they're going to take. So their first expert witness, again, Kimberly was the first witness. This is the first expert witness called Thursday. Um, Elizabeth described memories as being fragile and malleable, testified that they uh, can be distorted by language, emotion, and misinformation, questioning the reliability of the memories of the four women who have accused Ms. Maxwell of grooming them. Uh, is basically what the whole defense is, uh, you know, basing their case off of. Uh, Elizabeth Loftus is a professor at the University of California, Irvine. She spent decades studying what she described as the nature of memory, the workings of memory, and false memories. I just want to say this too. I thought the prosecution had a really good day today. Um, I thought that them putting Kimberly not in the uh, West Palm Beach house was super important. And I think that what they did to Elizabeth in her, their cross-examination, also very good. Uh, so anyway, let's start at the top, though. Uh, she said uh, Elizabeth testified that she'd conducted hundreds of experiments on memory and determined that uh, exposure to falsehoods can cause people to form false memories that they regard as real. She testified, quote, they fall sway to the misinformation. It becomes their memory. Ms. Loftus has testified in multiple trials as defense witness, as a defense witness, taking the stand during Harvey Weinstein's 2020 trial to question the testimony by actress Annabella Ciora, who was in uh, The Sopranos, amongst other great films, uh, to tell jurors that in th that case, the memories not only fade over time, but can often be skewed. Prosecutors in Ms. Maxwell's trial had asked Judge Allison Nathan to exclude the evidence from Ms. Loftus' opinions on topics like how memories are created and how false memories can be described with confidence, detail, and emotion. But Judge uh, Allison Nathan accepted Ms. Loftus as an expert witness, and uh, she testified today on the, some of the topics that the government had wanted to avoid. I can't fault Judge Allison Nathan on this. She's got to be fair, and she has testified a ton before. So if you keep her out of this case, it would look really, really bad. That's why she had to kind of let her go. Defense lawyers had worked hard throughout the trial to trip up prosecution witnesses on their recollections, highlights, uncertainties about whether events, uh, when, when certain events happened, pointing out discrepancies between testimony in court and early uh, statements to investigators. Again, this is important, and we talked about this last week again if you want to catch up if this is the first time you're hearing or watching us super important i would say youtube is the best place to go because we have all the daily recaps in a playlist so you can watch one right after the other um we talked about this a bunch it wasn't previous testimony but it was previous discussions that the witnesses were having with investigators and if they found a difference there they brought it up even in one case i forget which one exactly but there was one case where it was like the witness was basically saying it's what I'm saying is right. What was written down by the investigator is wrong, but it didn't even matter to the defense. They just needed to show there was a difference. This is set up for today. Um, Ms. Loftus said that um, memory doesn't work as a recording device. And she described three stages that cover how memories are formed. The acquisition stage, when the events occur, the retention stage, when memories of those events are essentially stored and the retrieval stage, when someone may be asked to recount an experience. 
Post-event suggestions include disinformation, questioning by someone with an agenda or hypotheses, or even a conversation between two people about the past can cause memory contamination, or what she describes as quote-unquote contamination. Ms. Lostitz testified today. She added that uh, news reports or questions from law enforcement can also affect memory. And she said people can start out with ambiguous memory of certain events, but then if those events are labeled in a certain way, they can start to remember their experiences closer to the label. She's kind of describing again, you know, you ever hear how witnesses will confess to something even though they didn't do it because they, you know, they the way that the questions are asked by, you know, investigators initially and the hot lights and they're nervous and they're concerned and then they start saying this or that and then they wind up confessing to something that they never did. It's kind of what she's alluding to here. Uh, she said people can start out with ambiguous memories of certain events. Oh, I'm sorry. I, re I uh, read that part of my notes. Uh, Ms. Sternheim asked whether or not the inclusion of very vivid details means that the memory is accurate. Ms. Loftus replied that false memories can be just as vivid uh, or detailed as real ones. Um, she said people can be confident about them. People can be emotional about them. Um, that was her testimony. When the prosecution came up to cross-examine her again, give them credit, they did a really good job today. Uh, Laura Pomerantz was doing cross. She asked Ms. Loftus uh, to acknowledge that she had testified in about 150 criminal trials. Ms. Loftus said yes. She asked her, have they all been, uh, has she always been a witness for the defense? She had not. 150 trials. Only one time did she testify, not as a defense witness. So 149 out of 150 times, she was up there for the defense. Criminal, not criminal, accused criminal, alleged criminal, uh, testifying in their favor. Beautifully done by the prosecution. Beautifully done. You've been a part of 150 trials. 149 of them you were on the defense's side. What does that say about you? Well, Aunt, that proves nothing. Okay. They asked her if she had written a book. She said she had. What was the name of the book? Quote, witness for the defense. Okay. She wrote a book about the fact that she had been a defense witness so many times. Um, so I feel like, you know, if she did make a good point today, if Kimberly did point Ms. Maxwell in a certain light, uh, the prosecution kind of came in and, and did their job, kind of laid it out. Well, you're kind of a professional defense witness at this point. You've been in 150 cases, all but one for the defense, and you wrote a book. I mean, how can we take you seriously? They didn't say that, but that's kind of the tone. Hopefully the jury saw it that way as well. Uh, that is it for day 11. You guys are all caught up. Friday, day 12, we'll recap. Plus, we'll do a full episode of the regular podcast. Frankie C., Jay Sabs. We'll be along. We'll, we have plenty of stuff to talk about. Chris Noth from uh, Sex in the City. Two allegations against him announced today. This is uh, after we're coming off of the whole Sex in the City reboot. That's on HBO Max the whole Peloton controversy, and then uh, he comes and rescues Peloton after their stock goes down 11%. Now this story breaks. We'll dive into that on the next episode with Jay Sabs, 
who will hopefully be along with us. She's our Sex in the City expert, of course, uh, and a plethora of other interesting topics that are going on uh, that happened today. And, of course, things that will happen tomorrow. We'll have a full recap for you of the last few days here where we do our full episode. So, Ghislaine recap up to start the podcast tomorrow, and then we'll do our uh, our other topics as well. Don't forget, you can grab some awesome merch also to support the podcast here at shopanthonyonair.com. That's shopanthonyonair.com. And, uh, of course, got to support the sponsors of the show. They make it all happen. Jumpstar Coffee Company. Save 15% when you order with the link in the description of this episode. Or you could click the banner on the homepage of anthonyonair.com. It both works. And use that promo code AOA15 to save 15%. That's AOA15. That does not affect the 50% of the profits from Jumpstar Coffee Company. That goes to the Navy SEAL Foundation. And don't forget, if you want to order a slew of coffee, people have been ordering, you know, five, ten bags, handing it out to all their employees uh, for Christmas. Awesome, awesome thing to do. Awesome thing to do. If you spend more than $50 after the promo code, after the 15% savings, Chris and the whole crew at Jumpstart Coffee Company, they'll pick up the shipping for you. So free shipping on all those orders over 50 bucks. So good deal all around. It's a win-win for everybody, including yourself, who's going to have lovely, delicious coffee. You're never going to want to have another cup of coffee after this one. I promise you that. It is that good. Again, medium roast right now, still my personal favorite. Might change, but I'm a medium roast kind of a guy. Hope you're enjoying the uh, Glenn Maxwell trial recaps. Make sure you share this on social media. Make sure you hit the thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the bell to get notifications. Same deal on Facebook. Make sure you're following us on our Facebook page. If you prefer to watch that way, that's A-OK with me. Uh, And, of course, the new thing now is we are uh, on Spotify on video. Not every podcast is available on video. Joe Rogan was the first. They've let a small group of podcasts go on there because they're sort of still experimenting right now, Spotify on video podcasts. We were lucky enough to be invited to be one of those podcasts uh, to show our video stream on there, and we are doing that. So if you'd like to watch on Spotify, you're more than welcome to. Although I'll be honest with you, I kind of like YouTube first and uh, Facebook second. But we'll see what Spotify does. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening. We will catch you on the next episode. Take care.